Alright, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ian. And I figured, now that you guys have probably read the title, I figured I'll tell you guys what this month's uh, theme is. So, today, this month's actually, well, technically, September 19th is technically Batman Day. So, I figured, why not make Batman Month? But, instead of kind of like, just going off main continuity or anything like that, I figured I would throw in a couple of Elseworld stories along with, you know, some crossovers. I figured instead of me trying to go over like, you know, big events like No Man's Land or Nightfall, I figured let me give you guys, you know, some stories that are in the continuity that can make sense to an extent. Or they're not really in continuity, but they're ones that you could literally read them and you don't have to worry about anything else. So you could literally just know the origin of Batman and Superman, because of course if you're reading this, we're talking about Superman and Batman versus Aliens and Predator. Honestly, it's it, it it's actually really good, and at least in my opinion. And to me at least the artwork was Fantastic. Like I really like the artwork. I really like the more realistic art on it. But that's just me. So the writer and artist on this book are would be the writer is Mark Schultz and the artist is Ariel Oliviati. I think that's how he says that. Oliviati. Oliviati. I can't even say his last name. But uh, if you're curious, he's done a Liviati, He's done some. He did a couple covers of. I think he did the covers and the artwork in Cable series that was going on during after Messiah Complex. He's also did Space Ghost. He's done a couple different things. And Mark Schultz, okay, one of the guys that like I really didn't know about until I read him. Until I read from him. And he stays definitely solid in regards to the story. And this was published by Dark Short or Dark Horse. Now, Dark Horse Comics, they are another one of the indie titles. Their claim to fame really was, is in a lot of ways, when Fox had control of a lot of its movie titles, they would send a lot of their stuff to Dark Horse because Dark Horse would handle their books. So they had Terminator, Predator, Alien, Robocop. You know, they had a lot of, you know, the big series. Well, RoboCop ended up going to IDW, or no, not IDW, Boom Studios, which was fine. They still had Terminator Star, oh, and Star Wars. So, let me not forget about that. Star Wars was their big thing. So, you had Star Wars, which was their number one seller, which a lot of people love their Star Wars run. That's why... When DC or when Disney and Marvel got the rights to Star Wars, they're they've slowly been trying to re-release some of the old Dark Horse books under the Star Wars Legends moniker. So you had Star Wars, Aliens, Predator, and Terminator. You know those four titles realistically are very very strong, and that's not including you know Umbrella Academy and you know Sin City and other books that they have you know, put their stamp on, but those are just some of the titles that they did handle. And Dark Horse and DC always had a great relationship because DC's like, hey, you want to play with our characters? Go for it. 
the only thing they have is like, hey, we're just going to do a mandate a little bit of like, hey, this is how, like, what this story should go like. Because ultimately when you're, to kind of give context, when you're doing crossover events between companies, you kind of want to, like, particularly one that's the big two, like DC, they have to kind of mandate a certain level of, we can't just let you just murder the character off just because you want to. Which lines up with a lot of, you know, which would make sense standing with Marvel. And, of course, Dark Horse, you know, realistically with Aliens and Predator, technically, those characters can die off, and then they come up with another Predator, and, like, everyone's seen the movies for Aliens, there's millions of those things. Xenomorphs, they don't stop. So, they're like, go, go for it. They're like, sweet, let's do this. And they actually have, like, a, uh, a big collection of all or a lot of the better dark horse stories you have when i back remember when i talked about you know the when i did independent comic book week and i talked about batman versus aliens they're actually the guys that wrote that but i said that was done by ron mars they're the company that helped produced it so that book's in there batman versus aliens 2's in there batman versus predator justice league versus predators they had a bunch of different stories that were mixed in that, to me, I feel like were always underrated and weren't looked at as well. Just because they kind of just snuck in there. And unless, like, you really knew about it, like, you really weren't picking up. Like, I didn't know about a lot of them until later on. And at least that, to me, that was just, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't really looking hard for crossover titles. But that is definitely, they've been, whenever I've read them, they've always been consistent. So let's get back to the book at hand. I figured, kind of to give you guys some sort of, I guess, kind of understanding of them, or if this is the first time you've heard it, this way you guys kind of know, like, hey, this is stuff that they do. So with Batman, Superman versus Aliens and Predators, it starts off with a science team in the Himalayas, or in the Andes Mountains, and they're essentially they're investigating this volcano because it's supposed to erupt, and they and so of course you know like anybody they all see they're going to investigate like hey let's see what's going on is this thing going to be world destroying is it not and so they go up there and then within two seconds of being there they're like oh it's like oh yeah we see the the volcano but something doesn't look right next thing you know all five guys just heads off no time. Just not care in the world. And all of a sudden it pans over. And that's you see five by strewn. All missing their heads. And it scroll, scrolls over to Batman. Who of course. Batman is in Gotham City. And he's of course. You know he's having to fight. You know mobsters. Well during that. Batman runs across. You know. Mo during Runs across the Predators. Now again like I said. This isn't the first time Batman's fought Predators. So, of course, Batman, after seeing the Predators had invaded in Gotham City and started taking out the, the mobsters, Batman's going at them. And when I talked about Batman having no time for aliens in the alien book, Batman vs. Aliens, Batman keeps that up. Batman very much, you know, you hear about, oh, he won't take a life of a human. Oh, no, he won't. He don't, if you're alien, though, it's free game to him. He's like, okay, well, your life doesn't really... You know, you're you're an alien. I don't have to worry about taking your life. 
I can just take you out and I can handle business. And Batman keeps that same energy throughout the book. <clears throat> so, while Batman's handling the Predators, Superman also is alerted to, you know, alert of something going on underneath the, gr underneath the ground. So Superman, of course, flies under, and after using his, his extra vision, he sees it. He's like, what in the world is this? So he invades the underground, this underground area, and he sees a bunch of Predators. They start firing out their plasma cans. They do everything they can to kind of take it to Superman. And for anybody who knows Superman, Superman's pretty hard to take out unless you got kryptonite. So, of course, they're hitting him with everything, and Superman's like, okay, well, I guess this doesn't really hurt. And he just, of course, Superman, whose big thing is he doesn't take life, period. Whether it's alien or human or whatever, he handles them pretty readily. And the alien and the predators end up escaping. So Superman goes back, of course, to the Daily Planet. And he's told by Perry White, he's like, hey, we need you, guys, we need you and Lois to investigate the Andes Mountains. This is where the scientific team has been. They are, you know, they've been missing. No one's heard from them. Like, we need, you know, figure out some, you know, answers as to what's going on. So, of course, Superman, or of course, Clark and Lois are like, okay, well, I guess we'll go take a look. And, of course, they look, they see the volcano. They get over there, and they see what's going on. They see the tracks. They're following them. And, of course, Superman, he's informed that looks as though... You know, more reports and things don't look right. Superman follows trails. And Superman starts hearing things. So, of course, Superman flies off towards the volcano. And with that, Superman finds the body of another soldier that's out there. Superman goes to try and stop the volcano from erupting. Because he feels, he's like, hey, this thing's going to erupt soon. And when it when he gets in there... Because he notices also there's another group of people that have gone in there. The volcano explodes. And Prench, all of them are dead. Now, when Superman, Prench, is there, all of a sudden he turns around and Batman's there. Now, Batman's decked out in this pretty cool suit where he's just ready to go. And to him, he's like, yeah, this is how it's going to go down. He's like, I'm ready. So... While there, while Batman and Superman are, of course, meeting back up, the team that was with Lois, that was the people that were helping them guide them, they get ambushed by the Predators. They take them out pretty handedly. And, of course, Batman and Superman, of course, they have to... Of course, they talk, and... Batman, of course, gives kind of a quick monologue of what's going on, that, you know, he knows a couple days ago that this these aliens had been here... He kept eyes on him. So, of course, who and Superman, they go, okay, well, let's go investigate. Well, while they're investigating, they are getting, they get attacked by the Predators, of course, again. And then when Superman gets down to the bottom, because, of course, Superman's like, well, this is nothing to me. He finds Xenomorphs, and Xenomorphs surround him, and they start trying to go at him. And Superman, of course, remembers, he's like, nope, not again. Because what I didn't mention was that Superman has also fought Xenomorphs. And Superman, in a lot of ways, he he knows how much the, those things are bloodthirsty killing machines. Because he knows these things have acid blood. He knows a lot about them. And of course, Superman, even though he wants to kill them off, he knows he can't. 
And of course, like I said, Batman's also fought him. Group of Xenomorphs surround Batman. They try to take him out, but of course, Batman holds his own because he's Batman. Now, while the battle's going on, the Predators actually end up teaming up with Superman and Batman. They actually attack the Xenomorphs because they, their eyes are like, hey, we're, you know, you guys are also being attacked by Xenomorphs. Like, we, you know, we're not going to let that happen. They're, they're something we contend with, and they end up capturing Batman. They take Batman to the cave, and from there, you know, of course, they show Batman, you know, where they're at, everything like that. And Batman starts piecing together that there's a small civilization within this area, in this volcano, because during that, what you're going to find out throughout the story is that Prince the Predator homeworld had slowly but surely started losing heat. And if you know anything of Predator lore, one of the big things that Predators do, and it was established in the original Predator, is Predators only came around during the summer months. They don't really like cold because, you know, their bodies, they don't really do well in the cold. doesn't mean they can't, but naturally their, their prime hunting season's using the heat. Their bodies and their abilities to hunt is at its best in heat. So, of course, that's what... That explains why the Predators are there. They're over there, you know, underneath this volcano or close enough to it that this way they can be warm. They can, you know, have their life. And they're trying to figure out what they want to do with this planet. Of course, Batman and the pre Batman being Batman, he's like, hey, I don't have time for Predators. He's like, I'm going to start handling business. So Batman, of course, tries to go off, tries to, you know, at least attack a predator and he tries to go one of the big ones and one of the big predators Prince just kind of more or less just hits him real quick and says my friend which was kind of funny but I mean he, he pretty much laid out Batman pretty badly but of course now Batman's got to fight this giant predator he and of course everyone knows he's Batman he's gonna of course he's got to win he's got to prove he's like why I'm Bass guy's like, you guys aren't the first ones I fought. You guys probably won't be the last. So, while Batman's, of course, going through that, Superman gets to fight his oh-so favorite Xenomorphs. And, of course, Superman's really not trying to kill them. He's just essentially, in a lot of ways, just trying to hold them off, which that was the only thing that really made me angry. Because it's like, in regards to Superman and Xenomorphs, like, Xenomorphs are literally made... And to like as killing machines but superman of course you know he has to live up to his moral code of like hey i don't kill aliens or any creatures or any creature life life form so of course i have to you know stop he's like i can't kill them i have to find a place to, ha to have them which of course lines up with superman it's it's just only a small complaint in comparison it does make does in a lot of ways you're like hey superman could handle a lot of them which he could but unfortunately he's not so while that's going on, Xenomorphs do get away, but they only run away because the volcano is about to explode. Now, while that's going on, of course, the Predators have captured Lois because, remember I told you guys earlier, they killed her excavation team, or the science team that was leading them. Superman knows is on, and Superman pretty much starts trying to, I guess, best way I want to put it, change the flow of the volcano while also pretty much stopping them from all going to battle. Superman's up wrestling Lois, and, of course, he ends up just pretty much... He punches one of the Predators in the face, grabs those, and just flies off. Predators and the aliens 
Not really having it, but Superman, of course, he ends up following the Predators. And just because he's like, well, they weren't trying to hurt you. They were trying to save you. So let me kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. And, of course, Superman lands there. Batman kind of gives him expositions of what happened, what was going on with the planet. And, of course, they landed there because their planet was having issues. And so, of course, they formed in that spot. So, of course, Superman and Batman, they were like, okay, well, I guess we have to figure out a way to pretty much stop this volcano from erupting and kind of help these guys out and help, you know, figure out what's the best thing to do to get them off our planet because we don't really need them, you know, here. So, of course, Superman decides he's going to fly off. He apparently wants to bring his fortress of solitude there. All while this other government group is kind of just watching from afar. Now, while that's going on, of course it lines up. You have aliens and predators. And of course you always have some group of people that want the aliens and predators. Because they look at them as killing machines, they also look at them as a threat. So they start, of course, launching missiles. Superman goes and he's got to stop missiles. He's got to really just save them. Also, while bringing back this techno, I don't know how best I want to put it, bring back this technology brought from the Fortress of Solitude to kind of help contain Xenomorphs and help out the Predators. This way, you can kind of get them in there, help parents get them out. This way, they can go to someplace safe. Of course, the Predators, of course, are inside his pseudo i guess portable fortress of solitude and they end up attacking his robot that's in there they take him out pretty easily but again like i was talking about they are still dealing with the volcano that they know is going to erupt soon and it needs to get you know fixed up so of course superman's like well i can survive it you and lois need to get inside so of course superman throws lois and batman in there so now they're in there and they're with the predators they're trying to figure out why the Predators kind of freaked out a little bit. So, of course, they know it's not their fault. But they also know, hey, we kind of need to do something different. So, while that's going on, Superman's also trying to figure out, he's like, well, where is the heart of the volcano? What can I do to really fix this? Like, I also know I have to stop the Xenomorphs, because if I don't, they're also a bigger threat. So, Superman's, of course, trying to do double duty for everything, which lines up with his character. He ends up finding where... Remember the little eggs that where the xenomorph uh, or I guess say face huggers come out of? Superman finds those. He frees a couple, freezes a couple up, and pretty much sacks them up and flies off. Stores them up on top of a sh on the ship or on this predator ship that they had beforehand because the predator ship was damaged as well. And of course, Superman's like, "All right, well, I guess I got to get these guys out of here." And so that's, of course, Superman does best. Now, he is attacked a little bit by some of the Predators, but he also kind of is like, hey, you guys really aren't, you know, the biggest of threats to me. Now, when the Predators do attack them, even though some are good, you still have some that are very much kind of, you know, not wanting to accept his help. They have... You know, at the end of the day, they're they're still questionable. So, of course, that's why they attack Superman. Then, of course, then you have predators start getting taken out by 
the alien queen, who of course shows up. So now Batman and Superman have to team up with the team up to start handling predators, and with these predators that are more, in comparison, more evil than good compared to the good ones that they did come across. Probably should clarify this. There's technically two tribes. So you had one tribe that was really just trying to be peace and loving. Then you had the other tribe, which was more or less this. The priest and loving tribe, yes, they're still predators. And yes, they're still hunters. But they weren't trying to, you know, go around and kill. Like, they're just trying to survive at this point. The other ones, they're, like, they're more on the lines of, like, hey, we got to murder. We got to, you know, we want to continue to hunt. We want to continue tradition. So, of course, Batman gets to face off against predators. Has some pretty cool moments. Him and Lois get a jetpack. They get some jetpacks. They start handling some predators in zero G. Superman, of course, ends up getting messages from the government who's trying to destroy the aliens and the predators. Superman's trying to, of course, do everything. All while just all sorts of craziness is going on. You have Batman and Lois are trying to run away from the alien queen because somehow the alien queen got on board the ship. And they're just going through all these things. And it's, to me, really cool to see. Now, Superman does show up to help out Superman or to help out Lois and Batman. And it gets, you know, all sorts of craziness going on throughout there. And ultimately, at the end of the day, Superman just does his thing. You know, he, of course, he's Superman. He's the one, arguably one of the greatest heroes of all time. Or greatest superhero ever, correct? created now superman managed to save lois but batman of course was actually taken now the thing that got me is i was like well technically i don't think that the alien queen would have just captured batman but like i talked about earlier dc mandates they had to kind of make that so of course batman gets a cool moment where he's in the sort of zero g's cocooned up but he finds his way out now he does have like a breath a oxygen mask on to help him out. But he's of course now Batman has to fight the alien queen. Batman being in this cool way. Of course has to handle her. And she almost takes him out. Until Superman shows up. And really just. In a lot of ways just shows her. He's like hey I'm a different being. And they're, of course they're trying to. Inject her with this serum. To kind of put her out cold. Because they know in order. Realistically. To get these xenomorphs off, they have to kind of get them off plan because Superman's all in the concept of, hey, we've got to save life. Batman, of course, being the man he is, he wants to kill them all, but he can't. So, of course, Batman's like, well, I can't keep fighting this thing. Superman, of course, does this thing, handles the alien queen pretty handedly. Superman, of course, you know, doing everything he can. With the Predators, you know, being crazy. He's like, hey, with the Predators that were not the most welcoming, the second part of them, the one that more traditionalist, Superman, of course, has to handle pretty easily. And at the end of the day, they and Superman, of course, flies them off planet and gets them away. Along with the Xenomorphs, he launches them off into another planet. And this way, pretty much, Batman being who he is, Batman also... Sends the ship full of Xenomorphs off to another planet too. Off somewhere else. This way he can be left alone. Batman ejects himself in a pretty cool sequence. Superman of course grabs him. And 
they do all this before that volcano erupts. Now, the volcano eruption is not nearly as bad as it could have been, but it was definitely one that is, I guess best way I want to put it, it was just there for extra to kind of rationalize the story. Now, overall, the story's not the craziest story, but to me it's like, from the artwork and the writing, the artwork's amazing, the writing, it fell in line with what, you know, your classic Superman and Batman story, meeting aliens and predators. And at the end of the day, I think it's a good one that definitely, it's only two issues, but they're oversized, so they're about 50 pages apiece. So definitely, you know, if that's something you're interested in, you're like, hey, you don't want to read mainline continuity, you want to read you know, Aliens and Predators versus Batman and Superman, or you really want to see a good, you know, idea of like, hey, they've met them before, they're having to handle them this certain way, then to me, I highly suggest checking out this story. At least to me. It's a fun one. Nothing crazy, and you can kind of just take your mind out of it. It's one of those just, you don't have to think too hard about stories. At least to me. Because, again, like when I talked about my other podcast, sometimes you don't want those crazy, over-the-top, in-depth, you know, character development stories. Especially for one that's dealing with Aliens and Predators, where their main thing is they die in their books, for the most part. So, with that being said, hopefully you guys appreciate this episode. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a great day. Later.